0: Chegg. hello all right we're waiting on harrison this is our guest
1: our guest for the i'm gonna do it this time do it
0: the podcast for shop teachers shop Class podcast. that sounds like him is that harrison
2: yes i'm here
0: oh my god let's get right to it harrison is gonna be a shop teacher but he's not a shop teacher yet
1: Oh goody! What a what an awesome time to to talk to someone. Like what a great point in time to talk to somebody. Why why do you want to be a shop teacher, Harrison?
2: Uh, I mean, I've always wanted to be a teacher. Um, like I'll I'll definitely state that. Um, my mom my mom's an educator, so I kind of grew up in the household of that. But uh, I just I've always had the mindset of wanting to help other people. And kind of just change people's minds, and you know, make people think a little bit differently. So I think going into like the tech ed field really worked out, um, but it's actually not what I had planned. I actually went to college um, for music education, and uh, oh wow, yeah, so totally different field. And um, it was just something that I thought I loved. I thought I, I was going to do it, and it never. It didn't really click um, while I was doing it, and I ended up just finding, uh, you know, hearing about, like, STEM and tech ed a little bit while I was on campus and talked to the, uh, you know, the head of the, of the department at the time and haven't looked back since. <laughs> so. Wow. So, so you're
0: kind of like a, a career changer in a way, but a major, a major changer. Yeah. <laughs> Nice and um, was the you didn't change colleges? It was still at the same college. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I went. So I started at TCNJ, and I'm still there as of as of right now.
0: Okay. So let's let's introduce kind of the overview. Uh, Yeah. TCNJ is the College of New Jersey, right? Yep.
2: Or some older people would know it as a Trenton State. Okay. Yep.
0: Um, And so this college. Here's a fun fact. It's the only college that I know of and that Harrison knows of that graduates industrial art teachers or tech ed teachers in all of New Jersey. Now that might not be true. Maybe Montclair, maybe NJIT. I'm not sure. But as far as I know, it's the only ongoing program that's always developing and active in the community. Yeah.
2: It's one of the, the Which only is one- funny. because What's up? Go ahead, Harrison. No, no. I, I was just gonna say it's one of the only programs that I know that's uh, K, K through K through twelve, um, uh, tech ed. So.
1: Oh, so you you will be K twelve yeah. certified. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I I I find it funny hearing all this too because Michigan is that there's um, only I think there's two universities in Michigan that do an industrial technology education certification. But um, I'm thinking that fact may be wrong. And I think it may be one university because I think uh, central might've used to do it, but they, I, I feel like they were on the fence of shutting it down. And the funny thing is the Northern Michigan universities, the other, that's where I got my degree from. They're the other ones that are doing it. And sometimes it seems like they're on the fence of shutting it down as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's, amazing, very interesting. it's
0: amazingly rare and this is a, an exciting interview uh, for me and I think for Harrison and uh, Barbercheck because um, th- the shop teacher uh, kind of major is is rare. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are alternate route. I was alternate route. Uh,
1: Barbachek, were you alternate route? Not at all. Not at all. I was, I was straight from high school, straight to college. I was going to get that teaching degree to teach industrial tech courses. Gotcha. And then uh, – I spent some time out of college, but other than that, I, I pretty much yeah. followed it by the tech. That was the plan.
0: And see in New Jersey, I I, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with <laughs> TC and J. <Jay. laughs> yeah. Okay. And I'm sure they're listening. I, I, I love them because they put out some great people, but they don't come up to uh, my school when we needed, uh, um, uh, when we had openings, but to be f- completely fair, uh, there's just not enough people graduating. Yeah. And so there's openings all over the state, but then there's no shop teachers to fill it. Or there's, I think we figured out there's like one third, the amount of people graduating that there are openings. Mm -hmm. Is that right, Harrison? Yeah,
2: pretty much. I mean, it's, I, I, I feel the, the, the disconnect with, 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 with filling those things is it's, you know, unless you're coming from, like, a school that has, like, a really big tech ed program or, like, an engineering program, you're not, you know, you're not really being swayed into, um, you know, going into that field of education. And I think that's what's being missed.
0: Yeah. So, like, uh, so, TSC and Jay, if you're listening, hey, double down. We need you guys. <laughs> you know, you're doing a good job, but you're just not
1: doing enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, this is... This is a, like a thing though, like for all content areas, right? This, the teacher shortage. Yeah. And I think, I think our, I think our industry fights it probably more than others because think about it. Like Ron, you went alternate route. Yeah. Uh, you stepped away from industry. You were probably making more money in industry uh, and maybe had less stress. You know what I mean? Like, Industry is well, <laughs> tempting for people like us, right? No, not me. <laughs> because, okay. yeah, but, but, I, but
0: industry was okay. But the problem was uh, uh, 9-11 had just happened when I graduated. So they were like, nobody wanted to hire people and whatnot. And then I bounced around okay. some jobs. The teaching was a much better fit for me financially and uh, career-wise. Right. Uh, but, but if I had waited, yeah, things would have got a lot
2: better.
1: Now, Harrison, have you thought about that? Is there any thoughts of not teaching and just going straight to industry? Uh,
2: no, I mean, I've – I think I've – like, I always tell, like, like everyone that I know or, like, everyone who – like, all my middle school and elementary school teachers, like, they've known – I think since, that, like, seventh grade. I think I've said I want to be a teacher. And, um, and like, over okay. the summer, like, I work at a golf course. Um, I've been there for, like, eight years now. So, like – I have like multiple feathers, you know, and, you know, and, and, and be able to do other things. Um, but I think the passion that I really have is in teaching. Nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, I can relate
0: now just to give like Harrison, we're going to get into like your specific stuff in Mm -hmm. a sec, but I wanted to ask you a little bit, can you give us like a little overview of the program for TC and J because it's, it's really, it's, it's not just the only game in town, but I feel like they really do try. Yeah. Like, they got a good program. Yeah. Do so you want to just give us, like, an overview? Yeah. Well,
2: I I, I will definitely vouch if, you know, if you're going for education. I I personally know that TCNJ is one of the best ones to go into. Um, just having that on your resume, you know, in this New Jersey, Pennsylvania a- area helps you out, you, you know, like, like beyond the point. Um, so, at TCNJ, there's actually two – Majors um, within technology and STEM. So there's the K through 12 technology certification, which is what I am. Um, but then there is also um, a program um, where it's, it's our ISTEM program, which is a-
0: what what is the, what is the ISTEM program? Okay.
2: So so that's a multidisciplinary major that's K through six. But they're coming out. So they're a five year program. And in your fifth year, you'll graduate with a master's.
0: Okay. So five years and you have a master's yeah. in ISTEM.
2: Yeah. We would just K through six, but your but those students are, are, are going to be the ones where you'll find with, you know, that they'll come out with special education, deaf of hard of hearing, early childhood, elementary education, and urban ed. You know, like that's like for students that want to go into those fields, I STEM is is definitely in one of those. Like, that's where you'll find like those students.
0: Okay. What do you know? What the I in the STEM uh, part stands for?
2: Yeah, it's our. Uh, it's uh. It's integrated. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Integrated. Yeah. Okay. Integrated STEM. Sorry. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you
0: did you do that major or you went a different
2: track? No. So I went. So I'm in the technology and engineering ed, uh, education. So it's okay. yeah. So it's kind of confusing, um, like looking at it from like the outside, um, because it's it's it seems like it's two really similar, you know, majors, um, but they both have, you know, di- like wide differences. Um, where where the tech ed students like they're they're getting more, um, they're they're more getting the like the wood shop electrical um you know I, the, like hands on yeah it's it, it's like they're going to be the they, they're going to be the teachers that are going to be going into a middle school or a high school to teach like mul- multimedia you know analog mechanical systems things okay. like that where the ISEM students they're 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 coming out with um you know a math and technology degree with special education or you know got um, it you know stuff like like and that. they're and they're K through and five. They're, well, yeah, K K through six, K K through five. Depends depends on how you know how many classes okay. you, you like take.
1: Okay, so they're like an elementary version of what Pretty we do much, and like they're also, be like,
2: yeah, oh. yeah. No, what were you gonna say?
0: No, it's okay. Go ahead, Barbara. Check.
2: Well, I, I but also
1: they're like an elementary version of what we do, uh, but also with like a focus on students with higher needs
2: it, i mean not not necessary it's i mean yes you can go into that um but okay. you know like their their focus is like their focus role is like type type like um, t- taking technology and engineering and putting it into the classroom so you know so 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 okay. so, 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 so running a math class but with like the technology and engineering background.
0: Where all right, we, okay. we put Harrison on the spot here. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Right, it's right, all right. good. Well, I, I just wanted good? like an overview. Yeah, yeah. But
0: you did more hands on. Like you are more interested in a wood shop class. Is that yeah. right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm coming out with the old like the old like industrial arts kind of style um degree.
1: Nice, yeah. Nice. And what all courses do you know? What courses that certifies you to teach?
2: Yeah. So, um, I can. I mean, I can pretty much teach anything. I like to call uh, the 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 blanket of, of disciplines. Um. So so pretty much it's like all the classes that, that that we take. I mean, we take everything from um a manufacturing class to woodworking all the way to pro prototyping and like and uh, engineering math. Um, you pretty much name it, um, you know, our, any, anyone from, from TC and J can go in and, 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 teach it.
0: Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. So yeah. did you, ha- um, uh, did you have like a, uh, you know, clearly like you made pro- projects in the wood shop, like on the table saw yep. and the drill press and the band, you know, this is like a, a regular thing as part of your curriculum. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And, um. So, so now you're in your last semester. Is that right? Yes. And you're, lo- you're looking at the future and now you're going to have to start looking at districts. Is that right? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's a wild time because you, you haven't started yet and Barbara check and I have experience and mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Like, I want to encourage you, and uh, I feel like you're more prepared than I was. But I feel like um, still you're going to hit some roadblocks. You know, uh, it's not going to be easy because it's kind of trial by fire once you get there. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's live. You know, there's an actual class now. Did you do ste- student uh, teaching? Uh, no, I actually did.
2: Um, I did not do that yet. I'll actually be doing that this spring.
0: Oh, okay. Well, okay. Where are you gonna do that?
2: Um, if everything is set up right, it look I should be doing it um, probably in Central Jersey. Um, probably it's they kind of place you around like forty five minutes, um, outside of campus.
1: So, okay. And what position would
2: you be? What classes would you be teaching? And um, what grades? So, I, so I'll be going into a middle school. Um. So so well, okay. so, actually, to kind of go go, go back a little bit. Um, our program um, actually breaks up, um, so like the, the the like our tech ed program breaks you into three practicum experiences. So we actually go out to uh, um, a school for like a placement three times throughout our time to- uh, throughout our years at, at TCNJ. Um, our first time is the- really yeah. So 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 the first time is our first is our fall semester of our sophomore year, um, where you do no way yeah. So, so, so we go out. So we get placed out into a school out in Pennsylvania oh. because we're we're you know we're we're right off of ninety five. So going into PA.
1: And how long? How long is this placement?
2: So, what? so the sophomore one, you're only there for thirty hours out of the whole semester. So, so, um So, kind of just getting okay. your feet into the classroom, um, learning what it's like to be with students. Um, and then you guys there, what? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear us, Ron?
1: Ron? Earth to Ron.
2: (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Harrison, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Is that your vehicle or Ron? Uh,
2: That might be Ron's.
1: Oh, Ron, I think you muted yourself. (laughs) All right, (laughs) keep going, Harrison. He'll chime back in, or
0: hey, we got cut off. Let's continue. Where were you guys?
1: Let's see. uh, Harrison was talking about once he chimes. Okay. The placement that he had in Pennsylvania, which was mostly observation based, but I was just loading back. That experience,
0: Harrison, you there? Yep. So, yeah, sorry, I don't know. The phone cut out. All right, we'll <laughs> pick it up where you were. Uh, you're talking about your um, student teaching.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so our sophomore experience is 30 hours, um, and it's just kind of getting yourself into the classroom. Um, and you'll teach at the end of the semester two lessons, um, but you do them with, like, a group of, like, two to three students. Like, it's – or, like, you're co-teaching from, like, your class of two to three. Um, so it's not just you up in front of, like, your uh, – you know, in front of a bunch of kids and that's done in a middle school. So, God. yeah. And then the next one we do is, um, is, is you'll do it the spring of your um, junior year. So I did it last spring and it's 150 hours. So it's um, pretty much broken down to you go three days a week for half a day and you're out in, in a placement towards the end you you should be given the privileges of full of taking over maybe a class or two so so it's kind of getting really? you ready for having your own classroom
1: that's awesome sounds like a nice baby sounds like a nice baby step yeah into teaching. would you agree i mean was it a very beneficial kind of small step i mean
2: i think going from 30 to 150 is crazy <laughs> but i think okay all right yeah but at the same time like it's not I think the teachers, um, that, that we get placed with, um, you can tell they want to grow the program. They want to grow, you know, the professional fields of technology teachers. Um, I understand, you know, so I, I had an amazing, um, co-op out in, in, uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, I can only, you know, give good things about that
0: wow that was cool Cool. what kind of program was that so
2: um so this guy is super old school industrial arts um where he teaches um i mean he does everything down from uh uh like silk screen printing where where he has like setups in in the back that say like students are designing um t-shirts um like the old like it's like the old school way nice Um, you know things like like that. Um, he does projects um, with NASA um, where students are making things that are going into the International Space Station. Um, so he's he's like super hands on <laughs> and he loves this stuff. Wow, yeah, that's cool. That's, cool. that's yeah. a great mentor. Uh, yeah,
1: I want to I want to take a second and just appreciate your university's uh, effort to get you in the classroom relatively early. Yeah. you're talking about that jump. 150, but my jump was was all observation and we had to do hours. I can't remember how many, but then it was like year three and a half. They threw this student teaching thing on us, and it was really the first time I think I'd given like one or two high school lessons prior to that. That was like the first time I actually got to get dirty with actual teaching mm-hmm. to teenagers and uh and i always looked at that as like man what if thankfully i didn't decide this but i watched people decide this year three and a half they're finally getting their hands dirty and then they decide teaching is not for them and i was like oh my gosh that's three and a half years of investment mm-hmm. um and i'm like wow oh, that's crazy added on to the fact that uh you know there, there's some flaws in the preparation program the college preparation programs, and i th- and and there's research to question how well they actually prepare you to be a better teacher. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is because they wait so long to get you in front of a classroom to get you involved with students and get you teaching. Um, being so being right there on the front lines, Harrison, would you, would you agree or disagree? Yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, like I always say, um, I mean, you, you can teach a lesson in, in like a classroom, like in like a college class in front of your friends and professors like flawlessly. Dig it, yep. You know, like anyone can do mm-hmm. that almost. But it's getting up in front of here. You're there. you know, It's getting up in front of like twenty kids that are giving you a, like a blank stare on their face <laughs> you know, or something. Or, that. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. or or going into a high school classroom and, you know, they got you know, headphones on. <laughs> you know and they don't care what you say you know so it's it, you know it's it, that's right. a totally different atmosphere you know i i think and i think I, you know as, as much as you can joke about it i, I think tc and j like does really do a good job or, or or at least where i'm at is doing a great job at making sure that you're ready you know when you graduate you know
0: cool cool <laughs> good deal nice um so I had some nightmares when I first started teaching, which I think we've talked about. I was just laughing and thinking about your first yeah. day. Is, it's just crazy. Oh, man, I have people. I had yeah, kids throwing baby. paper at me and stuff. It was it was a nightmare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I hate, scare, I hate to scare you too much, but it's totally <laughs> it's it's a steep. It's a steep learning curve, isn't it, Ron? Like you walk in, mm-hmm. uh, I think many of us can relate. Your first day teaching, and it's it's a crazy steep learning. You had you had kids throwing paper at you. I had kids writing like "fuck you, Mr. check on the wall. Um, and I did, I did. I had night. But I remember my first year of teaching. Every night, I had a dream about teaching. Every single night. Finally, got phased out. But um, I like this topic. You know, someone just posted on Twitter. You know, I participate in some of these Twitter chats, and the the prompt was, um, "blank is to teaching as football padding is as padding is to football players." And at the end of the day, I just said, you know, I said experience. You know, I experience is what I crutch on. You know, it took a lot of mess ups. It took pissing off a class to the point of writing, fuck you, Mr. BarberCheck on the wall. Um, it took a lot of failures for me to learn a lot of things I, I now know that make me a successful teacher.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I had no preparation and I got hammered. But the one thing that saved me was like I I just was like completely honest with them. I, I remember I I sat down with them, and I'm like – I wouldn't sit in, like, the teacher chair or anything. I would just sit at their desk, and I'd be like, uh, so, like, what would you guys do before? And they would tell me. (laughs) And then I would say, uh, all right, like, what do you want to know? And then they would tell me. And I'd be like, all right, this is what I can offer you. And then I would just do that. And I did that for a number of years, and I got comfortable. You know, there's always, like, some sort of discipline problem, whatever, but – um, you know the main thing is I'm there to help them I'm not there to you know fall down the trap that they're setting up for you because they're not like kind of thinking about pushing your buttons that's a lot of their goals because if they don't push your buttons then they actually have to do the work that you're asking them to do and so you know they're always going to push your buttons but if you can s- sort of dance with that then they don't care, you know. They, they, it's like it's like a to check to see if you're cool, you know. They're <laughs> they're gonna check you uh, all the time, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But as long as you can uh, like dance with it, like just roll with all the stuff and just keep on moving, um, then you're good,
1: you know. So so Harrison, what? Uh, yeah, like what? Do you have any questions
2: as a up and coming mm-hmm. teacher for us? you know like I so 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 last night i I was on the phone it was it was with mr G and he was asking me like a few questions you know just to kind of get me settled in into doing this today and like all night and all day I've been like thinking like what do I want to ask you know I've been listening you know I, I, I listen to this podcast ever since the beginning and you know I met I met mr G at NJta um you know over the fall and it's just you know, the, there's just so many things I think you could ask, but I feel like it was like the one thing that I, I've always wanted to know um, is like when I go in, um, like some, like some teachers have like duties, um, you know, like lunch duty, recess duty, um, you know, if it's like in like, in like the middle school and stuff, like, are, are there things that like, like are there ones that like you wish you had or like you didn't have, you, you know, like. You oh,
0: know, like- <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question, actually.
2: <laughs> Because you almost never hear about those, you know.
0: Okay, uh, Barbara, check. You want to go first, or or you want me to go?
2: Uh, sure, I'll tackle this
1: one off the right off the cuff okay. here. Um, I am almost famously a non-participant <laughs> in all other activities, <laughs> um, and basically that comes down to you know. And and I went ahead and on our Instagram, I put a message out. I'm trying to pull it up, but we always run into devices and multiple things, issues pulling different apps on the device while we're running the Anchor app. But um, one of the things I, I asked people, what advice would you give a new new teacher, knowing that we'd be talking to you? And so we'll share that on the Shop Class podcast Instagram story. The responses we got, one of them was, um, "Don't be afraid to say no to things." And I fully uh, agree with that because. <clears throat> Uh, people will kind of I want to say they'll guilt trip you into thinking you have to participate in this or that. Mm -hmm. Um, At the end of the day, if you want to, you know, some people really enjoy coaching. Like they really get into it. They find coaching um, helps build their relationships with the students in the classroom. Uh, And so they get this like really dynamic relationship from both teaching these kids and then coaching these kids. And they really feed off of that. Me in high school you know I was always kind of more of the I'm gonna do hands-on work outside I'm gonna go cut firewood like that was my idea of athleticism um so I don't I don't do anything I don't participate in anything I'm not afraid to say no and what it comes down to is most people will respect you like if there's something you don't really want to do I got I got approached to help with the spelling bee and I just I'm not going to help with a spelling bee. Like I'm going to go fix a machine in my shop that's been broken for two years before I help with a spelling bee, and and I say it just like that. So, uh, I I would don't let anyone guilt you in something. If you want to chaperone the prom, do it. If you want to sell tickets at a basketball, do it. If you don't want to, don't do it. Um, that's my take on duties. Ron, what's yeah. your take?
0: I agree with you a hundred percent. So, um, when I first started, I, uh, you obviously have your duties, like your hall duty, your lunch duty, whatnot. And, you know, you, you know, when you're young and you're, you know, you just get started in a district, you know, you're afraid to say no to this stuff. Um, and then also there's the after-school stuff like a prom committee. So that's a, like a fundraising organization. Um, you know, and they said to me, hey, if you do this, you're more likely to get tenure uh, and whatnot. So you're going to get roped into all these things. Um, then there's obviously like a- after school activities among teachers like happy hour and whatnot. So I think school culture is good because that really helped me at the time. But uh, feeling obligated to do it is really a bad thing. So prom committee, uh, this is – Go to prom if you want to, as a guest, participate and make kids happy by going to the football games. If you want to see a kid play, you want to participate in that. But obligated as far as like beyond like a, a salaried position where you're supposed to take care of the kids at prom. This is out. I think this is outside the scope of um, what a shop teacher does. Uh, and also it's, it's very distracting and it's not easy. It's it, you're mm-hmm. on, you have to worry about the funds. You have to worry about um, like the candy companies will send you bills and say, Hey, you're over your past due on your candy bill. I'm just like, I'm my candy <laughs> bill. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like I'm not a candy salesman, you know, like I don't profit from this at all. So you could bust your butt and be the best prom chaperone ever. This is not going to benefit your long-term goals you know um you know look I you know I did it now I don't I don't do any of that stuff I do go to uh, basketball games every so often because I enjoy them um and I do uh I do a lot of alumni connections you know I I, I'm active on LinkedIn and I and I connect with kids I you know help them placement and jobs and whatnot I go to their colleges to visit and see what they're up to you know that's my way of contributing to the community. Um, and then as far as hall duty goes, see, the problem is when you're a shop teacher, you're not like at the end of the day, you're not going to just close the lights and go home. You know, um, you're going to, you're going to be responsible for the, sh- for the equipment in that shop. So, cause no one else is really going to do it. And then also you wouldn't want them to anyway, cause they're not qualified. So I spend a lot of time in the shop, maintaining the equipment. I'm the janitor in the shop. I'm the maintenance guy in the shop. I do favors for the school. I might like fix like a hand truck and I'll weld it. I'm perfectly fine doing that stuff. But staring at a a brick by the bathroom and worrying about kids going to the bathroom or going to a a lunch duty where I have to make sure that they don't kill the lunch lady. um, This is outside the scope for me. So what I do is I just stay busy. So they might, sign me up for those things, but then I might just make sure that I'm more valuable somewhere else. Um, so if I were you, I would just stay busy because if okay. you're not busy, they're going to ask you to do all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, one more piece to that puzzle is you can earn extra money by covering other people's classes. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. If I think that it's, it's healthy to not earn that extra thirty-five bucks or forty bucks or whatever, go out for lunch or go get a coffee, go outside, get some sunlight, um, come back into the classroom ready to go. Uh, use that time, you know. Uh, so I would say, you know, school culture, yes, but obligated school culture—that's not so good. That's not so mm-hmm. good. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, now, also, let's talk about how we met. Uh, you, uh, you were at a NJTEA event.
2: Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Now not everybody knows what that is. It's basically yes. an association. It's not a union. It's an association of, um, teachers, t- uh, shop teachers in New Jersey. It started as an industrial arts, basically club and w- they helped me get the job. So I feel very close to that group. I love that group. I think it's important to be a part of that. Um, and I went recently and I presented about social media, which was so much fun, right? That was like,
2: yeah, that was a lot. (laughs) We had,
0: we had like a really good time. And if anybody's listening to this, they know like that was, it was kind of raw. It was like, uh, I was, I was up there. I was just freestyling, you know, we had a good time.
2: We needed like two more hours.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We had a great time. Um, because now I think it's overwhelmingly obvious that social media is like an asset, but at the time. Um, what was that in the fall early fall
2: yeah that was in the fall that was uh October. i don't even have the date uh yeah. like octoberish or something
0: yeah early fall i think it was there was a lot of people still on the fence about social media which i don't know i think it's kind of turned over at this point um yeah. but anyway so um uh you were there and you <clears throat> presented for mm-hmm. your college is that right yes yeah, so he did a really good job. He was there with a lot of his uh, st- uh, student colleagues, and they gave us a presentation about what's available at the school. What was the focus of that presentation? So,
2: so I went um, as a guest. So, as um, so so we have a club at TCNJ. Uh uh-huh. um, it's you know it's, it's SES, but it also stands for uh, STEM Educator Society. <laughs> um, so we're just pretty much just a, a group of students that. Um, try to promote and support the future of STEM education um, while, you know, and given these, uh, you know, to try to give opportunities for professional development and, you know, just experiences. So this is one of like the first things that we do in, 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 in the, like for the school year is go to this. Um, I was vice president my junior year. So this, so, so this year, my senior, I really didn't have a, have a role, but they asked me to speak again. So, so we just spoke on, um, I think we tiled ours, where innovators and inventors are discovered, um, kind of just to promote TC&J. Um, so if you're looking for, you know, someone to hire, you know, check us out. Right. Um, and we just went, like, a brief overview of what, what we do and, like, who we are and stuff.
0: I mean, there's just not enough of you guys. I would, I, I would recommend yeah. you guys. but there's th- How many are graduating?
2: Uh, if it works out for everyone, uh, 12.
0: 12
2: yeah this may
0: and how many openings are there
2: uh i'm not sure official like like the exact number but i mean someone always tells me like in december oh there's like 30 jobs or 20 jobs as of now but i i mean i mean we have like this facebook group um for our department and our 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 chairman's just constantly throwing Job job offers that 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 are being sent his 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 way. Like we'll get two or three a week, you know, of just schools just trying to hire.
0: It's amazing. I bet you, God, what's the placement? Is it like a hundred percent.
2: I mean, last year, uh, some kids had jobs before they graduated, um, uh, but no one really went deep into the summer. You know, the ones who did were looking for specific jobs. Oh, I see. Um, you know, like a specific location or they only want to really teach this, but other than that, I mean, everyone, um, I mean, everyone that all, all all my friends now they are, you know, they're they're all over the the state. Some are at Rawley High School, some 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 are down in Princeton Middle School. So I mean, it's throughout the whole state.
0: And yeah. um, where uh, so do you have an idea of like the area you want to work in, and 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 the location area?
2: Um. Uh, Well, so that's like the one, that's like the one question that my mom fears because she knows that, you know, if I get a, you know, some crazy job offer that I think is interesting and it's out in Texas, I mean, I'll go to Texas. I'm I'm not like, I don't, I mean, I'm not, you know, not, 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 nothing makes me want to, you know, have to stay in in New Jersey, but right now I'm kind of content with, you know, you know, like a mid, north jersey or, or like a pennsylvania job like but i'm not really you know i'm i'm open to anywhere
0: does, uh, does okay yeah. so if
2: anyone listening has some uh job leads let's get those to harrison <laughs> when do you graduate uh, in may
1: may all right so he graduates in may uh dm ron or i or we'll share his contact info you know let's get let's get him set up with something uh that's pretty cool man uh,
2: are there any, were, you got any other questions off, off the cuff? Um, there's just like just so many, I, you know, um, Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's just, uh, uh, oh man. <laughs> 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 this is so much. Um, what's
0: your, what's your area of focus? Like you're going to do uh, carpentry or wood shop or something like that?
2: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I can teach, you know, you know anything up to like robotics you know and stuff but i think like the main thing that i that i tend to that like i'm drawn towards right right now um you know definitely woodworking you know it's something that i i do on on the side for for fun but that definitely like a hands-on prototyping kind of like a intro to engineering um like something like that i you know that I've I really gotten into the prototyping realm and, and, and really, like, brawn it. Right. To, um, like, when I was actually in my um, junior placement, I had to write a a, a unit and uh, teach it. And uh, my, my, my unit actually consisted of going all the way from, you know, mechanical hand drawings to, you know, 3D printing using on-shape, laser cutting using on-shape. And then then the final lesson was actually teaching my – you know, having my students in this engineering class that were all freshmen teach art students how to make uh, stamps that could be 3D printed. Oh, that's so, cool. So, so I really got into bringing in other departments and trying to get them involved to – you know, because I, I was – you know, from what I – you know, I'm always told them what I – you know. Is you you always want to try to get other other departments, other classes involved. You know, because it it just helps you out. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: oh absolutely. Yeah, you gotta integrate it because uh you gotta stay alive to them. Uh yeah. otherwise you fall into these uh oh well that's just shop class. They don't mm-hmm. they don't participate with us. Yeah, you gotta integrate it for sure. Yeah. Um Barbara check. You got another question?
1: Um, you know, I I was I'm still trying to pull up that the advice that other shop teachers have, but I'm just going to go off memory. But um, one of the things was don't be afraid to say no. One of the pieces of advice was, uh, and I think we can all relate to this: is unlike other content areas, it's really hard to fake it uh, because it's so broad. If you find yourself teaching something you don't know, um, I think it's okay. I think as long, I mean be authentic with the students say it's your first time doing this. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think they see enough of that, to be honest. I don't think they see enough kind of um, bumbling through something and that type of learning isn't ever modeled for them because typically the teacher's like the, you know, expert uh, sage on the stage type situation. Yeah. So if you have, if you bumble through, you know, how to forge metal, you know, then bumble through it with, um, you know, with, with caution, of course, but, um, so there's uh. so that was, that was some of the stuff I'm trying to think of like things I wish people would have told me when I was, when I was come up and coming Ron, what, what are some I, things you wish someone would have?
0: Yeah, from? I got something. Uh, this is something i kind of feel like I figured out recently. Um, you know, you're always going to have one kid in the room. That's like out of tune, got an attitude, doesn't understand what's happening, uh, but actively trying to disrupt you, not passive, like, you know, and then you got to, you know, correct. And then this this takes a lot of your effort and you can get into like some tit for tat stuff and it just becomes like a mess. And when I was younger, I would, I might've overreacted or overcorrected, and then it takes more time to correct it you know mm-hmm. and i would say something i learned like i feel like i learned recently is that well i went through phases so phase one would be like okay it, it's not personal and they're trying you, you just try and help that kid okay that was like phase one and that was helpful but then now i'm thinking to myself i feel like they're all like instruments so like there's you know, one kid's a saxophone and the other kid's a guitar and the other kid's a drummer and and they're all different and they're all Mm -hmm. making noise, you know, and so, or not, like not participating. So some of them aren't playing their instruments. And what I would say is you're going to have to make these course corrections all the time. And what I would say is think about it like an instrument that's just not in tune. Like if there's somebody that's like disrupting the lesson, it's not like, a permanent position they just need a little bit of cor- course correction and you got to give the right amount so it the right amount might be like you know like like a drum you might have to like you know really teach them how to play the drums the right amount might be just like literally just a little bit of a tune a little tighter string or a little bit of looser string you know so like these course corrections are going to happen constantly and I would say, you know, don't ignore them, but also don't overcorrect. And that takes a lot of practice. But just just rem- it's a dance. You're dancing around, you're part of the whole thing, and you're an instrument as well. Um, so attitude coming in is is attitude coming out like, so, th- so having said that there are instruments, there's one other piece to the puzzle. Um, and this was very confusing for me when I was younger, is that if I came in with, let's say, a little bit of a bad attitude, they would come back at me with with the same attitude but added 0.5. So if I have one measure of, of bad energy, they always had 1.5. But the problem is, as a teacher, you might interpret that, that 0.5 as they started it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see? But they didn't. It's the problem is that they, they always overcorrect. They're they always going to overreact because they're, they're just out of tune because they're new. So coming into it, you got to have the best attitude you can and just understand that they are reacting to the way you are in the room. They're like, a spon- like an energy sponge. And so just, just be real careful about your, your positivity. Make sure that you're positive and then they will react to that. And so that would be the, like my advice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll build on, I'll
1: build on that a little bit. One of my my methods course was like really basic, not basic, but it was really informal. It was really informal. And uh, it was involved just a few class meetings here and there. But one of the most important lessons that I was taught, and one of the it was the same less most important lesson that this person was taught by his methods teacher was uh, basically he just sat me down and he just looked me right in the eyes and he says, what are you going to do when a student says, fuck you? <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> 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 and, and I just kind of was like, blah, blah, blah. he's like, what are you going to do? And then he's like, I'll tell you what I did. You know, I got asked the same question by my methods teacher. And I looked right at the kid and I looked him in the eye and I just said, not today. And I moved on. Yeah, and, there um, you go. And in that, yeah, and in that and he was able to and then uh, expand on that story and tell me that that student had some really crazy home stuff he found out about later and had he engaged with the power struggle he would have definitely lost and obviously you have to you know, um, you can't always just roll everything off you have to set a standard of respect in your classroom and build that culture over time but uh, I think Ron's music analogy, especially for someone who was once a music major, is kind of fascinating. Um, and that, yeah, you know, maybe you got to twist that uh, guitar tuner, just a quarter turn. Or maybe you got to twist it a three quarter turn, but uh, yeah, the whole not taking it personal. Uh, one thing I have to remind myself after a tough uh, in- exchange is um, if they knew how much it bugged me, they wouldn't do it. Mm. And so what I mean by that is if, if they could literally be in my shoes and feel my brain waves and feel how much it fatigues me and keeps me awake at night, they would not be doing what they're doing, but they don't, they don't know how much it keeps me awake. They don't know how much it stresses me out. Um, and so that's at the end of the day is what helps me sleep is, and kind of takes away the personal element of it is there's something bigger going on. It's much bigger than me and that kid. Uh, and the only way, the only way I'm going to get, we're going to get past this is if, if I, if I keep that frame of mind is that this is something bigger than, than us. Totally. Yeah. I don't know if that, is is that
0: helpful, Harrison? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I
2: mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm just like, like ah, that I'm on the podcast. You know, <laughs> you know like, i feel like i'm like yeah. butchering everything i say and i probably won't even listen to this Oh, <laughs> oh
1: don't worry nah you're I, good <laughs> this, we're the kings of informalities ron and i so no dress at all yeah i mean um, this is
0: this is all good i mean it's just a shop teacher community you know and we're just trying to help you the real thing is you're going to get out there and you're going to, you're going to, you know, fail a bunch of times and then you're going to be fine,
1: you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I found recently I've been, I found eye contact is really powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, just taking time to look the student in the eye. When you do got to correct them, use their name, you know, uh, and just address them. You know, Bill, you can't do that with the power. Thank you, Bill. You know, that kind of like, um make, a make those calls like a referee. Oh, I'm not waiting for your reaction. That's the way it is. You know, um, with that level of eye contact and, and just delivered with respect and they like, there's, they like it at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't, don't feel. Go ahead. You want to build You want to build on this? We're going to segue into something else. No, no I, I got that, something. Right. Um,
0: Yeah, like here's – okay, I know these are kind of like high-concept stuff and you're new, so it's like you might be like, wow, that's good, but you might also be like, how does that apply, you know? So (laughs) I'll give you like a real practical one. So um, let's say you need the floor swept. Instead of saying to the kid, uh, hey, can you you know sweep the floor? Or, hey, can you sweep the floor? They might say no because they (laughs) feel like it's an insult to sweep the floor. They might feel that way. So what I do is I'll say, hey, can you do me a favor? Uh, just take this side of the room. Can you sweep that? And they'll go, oh, for you? Yeah, 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 no problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if I say, hey, sweep the floor, then they're going to be like, oh, that's a punishment. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah. not going to sweep the floor. So I've had kids, you know, when I was just starting out, I would be like, all right, you sweep the floor. Hey, you clean off that table. And they would be like, no. <laughs> I'd be like, why? You're, you're... And then I would get into it. I'd be like why you're, you're above sweeping. I mean, then I'll do it. And then it's like a power struggle, you know, uh, not necessary. All you got to do is say, Hey, uh, do me a favor. Can you, can you sweep the floor? And they'd be like, yeah, they always do it. Oh, for you. No problem, Mr. J. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you know, and I'll get in there and sweep the floor too, but the, um, but it, you know, you can't do everything, you know? So if they sweep floor, then I could do something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, you got to give out that positive energy, you know, you know, type of thing. That's the practical side of the, the music analogy I was using.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, let's see what else is going on. Okay. So we covered the school. Oh, um, okay. Looking back, um, on your education, is there anything you feel like you uh, wish that you got, before you get into the, uh, you know, next year's school? Uh,
2: I don't know. I mean, I I feel like you you can always look back and say, oh, wow, I wish, you know, this department, you know, like, this, you know, this major, they get to do these things, and, you know, they get to do those, and, you know, you always kind of wish that, you you know, I, I feel as an educator, and I feel like this can fall onto anyone, you always want more. You always want, you always wish that you knew more um, because you never know what you're going to go into. Um, so, I mean, I, I always, you know, I mean, I, I'm more jealous of like the engineers and, you know, they got, you know, the, the, the kids, you know, who you, 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 get to use like the metal shop, um, or, you know, more, but, um, you know, but it's one of those things like, um, I, back to where I just think like, like where TC and J and SES, you know, like some educators society, like they, 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 they kind of fill that gap. So I mean, I don't want to say I'm content with, with where I'm at, but um, I've got to do things that, if I looked back when I was a, a music major at the time, I don't think I would ever feel I, I would be where where I am right now, without it. Yeah.
0: Music. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh, let's see. Going back mm-hmm. for me, uh, I wish I knew more about machining. Yeah. Um. That was something that I feel like uh, really helps out now. Cause it gets into materials. Um, and then, um, but you know, what's kind of cool is I, I feel like, uh, when you get there, so, Oh, something I did right when I got even in the first year of teaching is you could get a pet project going. Uh, so like, uh, we built a go-kart and Uh man, did I learn a lot on that? That's when I first started really welding a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so like if you get to a school and they have, they're missing a welder or they're missing a lathe or something like that, see if you can order something and pick out a couple kids that you want to go on an adventure with. You know, like, yeah, uh, I, had a, I had a few kids that hung out after school and we made a, we gave in a go-kart. And what's cool is, here's the other thing I would say, those connections that you make when you build something with a student, they're going to last a lifetime. So I know they kind of have this thing where like, okay, the kid graduates and then you never see him again. But I'm in touch with students that I met when I first got there, you know, yeah. one guy works uh, in aviation. He was the one that welded a part on the go-kart, you know? Mm-hmm. So like that, those can, those are like lifetime connections. Um, I mean, I'm in, I'm, I teach in the high school, so maybe it's a little different, but um pick out a pet project and don't be afraid to invite a couple kids on like a little side project adventure. You know, that's kind of cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, like I, like I've even been doing that like now, like more, not like where it's like a group thing. I've just been trying to like maybe take myself out of my own comfort zone. Like mm-hmm. you could put me in a woodshop room and I can build you a table. You know, I can build you whatever you want, almost with my eyes closed, like pretty <laughs> confidently. But but now but now like this or in the fall semester i tried incorporating things that i'm not too com- comfortable with which is like electronics so over the w- winter break i haven't posted yet on on social media but i knocked out and i made these two tabletop laptop passive speakers you know it's all out of wood but then i got to really work on you know soldering and wiring you nice. know, things that i'm not comfortable with but now i'm pretty you know i'm pretty stoked about you know so it, it's you know it's You know, I I always just try to put myself in. I always say you're not a good teacher unless you're in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You have
2: to be uncomfortable. Um, Yeah. You know, I mean, in like a safe way, but.
0: (laughs) And then that kind of leads me into fail safes. Um, The the other thing I would just keep in mind is that everything breaks. And so you have to think about the kids are going to break stuff like for sure. Like Mm -hmm. not maybe definitely. Um, But, but how are you going to make it so that when they do break something, it breaks in a safe way, you know, like, um, uh, you know, something to definitely be careful about is uh, automotive springs. Mm -hmm. That's like a, poof. they have to be compressed, Uh, you know, and then uh, the table saw, you know, you definitely want to have um, kids that have a lot of like fail safes in place and guides and whatnot. Um, Barbercheck could probably give you more information on that. When I do welding, uh, you know, kids can't wear shorts. You know, mm-hmm. they can't wear open toe shoes and stuff. You know, so you just think they're gonna they're gonna break stuff. They're gonna do some dumb things. But is how is it gonna work out when it does fail? So. So the word, you know, the phrase fail safe. You got to think. Everything does break. You can't just hope, because it will. It will break, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of, yeah. Speaking of fail safe too, that that goes into like your lesson planning and your planning too. So let's say you do take on like something that's like a pet project that's kind of outside of your comfort level. Don't be afraid to i don't want to say dumb down but simplify some of your other content um just because if you try and do that type of instruction all day long yeah uh it's exhausting you know what i mean so if you if you kind of do like okay we're going to do something about and then we're going to come back to fundamentals like plan fundamentals in your instruction not just because it's fundamentals are good for the kids but as a way of giving yourself a break from the the more challenging type of instruction of like figuring it out on the fly type thing does that make sense yeah yeah. Yeah. Don't don't need to do that. You know, I know it's like my mistake was I was very idealistic. So I was trying to do everything. Student centered learning, authentic learning, project based learning, um, student choice, you know, I was, yeah. uh, incorporating STEM and STEAM. And I was trying to do all of it at once. But what I didn't realize was like some of that stuff was like the TIG welder of welding yeah like that was the advanced like the advanced welder should be operating that tool, and I was a beginning welder like I was a beginning teacher and you know i should I should have spent more time on the fundamentals of like um just delivering content and and things like that. Don't be afraid to to sneak in some traditional stuff every now and then um yeah, I mean, just just bite-sized chunks, man. Bite-sized chunks.
0: And uh, don't forget, you need a Ferris Bueller's day off every so often. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I remember when I first got to the school, I never took a day off because I was just worried, you know, about yeah. taking off time. Not, no, 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 no. They give you days off for a reason. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take uh-huh. a Ferris Bueller day, and also, um yeah like just go on an adventure whatever you know uh it's better it's better for you you'll come in fresh you know
2: yeah so i got a good question now that kind of pulls off with the uh like take like take in a day so it's more um not not if it's like a planned day, but like let's say like you're out like how do you deal with like subs or like substitutes um going into your own classrooms
0: oh yeah uh I just turn off the power and I tell the kids it's a cleanup day. So they yeah. got to pick like, yeah, like they got to pick like five things and put them away. Do they do it? Nah, probably not. But, uh, yeah, I don't do it. I just no work tools down type of thing. And then, um, I never had a problem with that. Uh, you know, uh, they can always catch up on the, on the work, I actually—oh, actually, that's not true. I tried doing a flip classroom once, and it worked out pretty good. Uh, you can do like a video. Um, you know, I made a video, and we were in the beginning stages of like structures. So they made like a tube out of paper, and they could and they kind of contest who can hold the most amount of weight on top of the tube. Um, you know, type of thing. And we have these weights just sitting there. So you could do like a video lesson. You could be there even when you're not there. Yeah, uh, but I wouldn't make it too comp- complicated unless it seems to be a problem in your district where you got to keep everybody busy, but like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. My kids are okay. Just, just relaxing and, you know, doing video games on their phone, <laughs> but I definitely turn the power <laughs> off. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: no yeah. power, no power tools when I'm not there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh well, I'm actually runs yin to the yang. I don't take a day off. Um <laughs> to me it, I I just uh well, it may help that I have a school that does a 4-day week. Ooh, um okay. yeah, I mean, come on. I, I just can't uh <laughs> I just I'm sorry Ron. I just I just uh in, I guess I enjoy just going to school and knowing everything's okay and I hate sub plans. I hate sub plans. Yeah. Um, I despise them more than I despise doing my taxes. And so what I do is, is I try to, I try to make sub plans where I don't have to write anything down. And I, if you're in a one-to-one situation, like you have a CAD lab or the, and you teach on shape. So download the app script, run a quick little on shape demonstration where they have to do the same thing you're doing on the video. Um, and then you're good to go. And then the nice thing about having that video is you can give them the instruction through the video. So now you're, now you're not relying on a sub plan, you know, a substitute to re deliver your written message in a way. And then they're hearing your voice. They're seeing your face. Um, so that relationship components back into place. And that's how I do it is I'll record you know, the plans, they all get on their laptops and they might do like an shape demonstration. They might do, I, I've done YouTube scavenger hunts in the past where I just find, you know, I take the class period, which is about 50 minutes. And I find like 10, five minute YouTube videos. And then with each YouTube video, I just create a question uh, that they have to find the answer for. And I call it a YouTube scavenger hunt. So they have to watch most of the video to find the answer. And all the videos are related to woodworking or metalworking or whatever it is we're doing. That one requires a little bit of prep, but if you do it once for one day, you could reuse that scavenger hunt, you know, once a year, easy. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done some of the cleanup stuff as well. Uh, if you can, sometimes you can find, and build a relationship with a, with a, a substitute shop teacher. Uh, uh-huh. um, I'm working oh, on that be here cool. a little bit, uh, where one of our subs has taught shop in the past. And so I always keep them kind of in my pocket as to, if I ever do decide to like take a few days off in a row, uh, then, which I don't think I've ever done. I don't think I've ever taken more than one day off. And every day I'm taking off for sub days. Whoa. Uh, or for PD days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I do, he's like, he's on my call list, right? And then hopefully I can plan something and meet with him ahead of time. So you build one of those relationships. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, you know, the other thing I would
0: like, probably like a like an overarching uh, thing this is like i wish it's like it's like it's like two parents talking to their kid like uh, here's what you gotta <laughs> do here's, you know, it's like, <laughs> i hope this no. is not too preachy but i mean you know <laughs> while we got you on the phone you know like uh the, you know the main thing is you gotta have a career not a job yeah and i think you already have that you know what i mean so Uh, you know, Barber check reaches out, he's always talking with other teachers and whatnot, and I'm doing the same, and you're doing the same. So that's like the probably the overarching thing is like, uh, you know, my advice would be like, have a career, you know, build up, do cool projects, uh, you know, make your make your 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 other projects more efficient, you know, always improve, obviously, but don't think about your you know you're at a district but that's just that's just where you are currently and they're going to support you or they're not going to support you but your overarching thing is a career and you'll be more valuable and helpful to any district you're in if you're building your career rather than just showing up for a
1: job you know yeah Hmm. yeah cool um i study up on like uh productivity practices and like uh, you know you'll make 1500 decisions in a day and so you get decision fatigue the end of the day is very like i'm exhausted at the end of the day i feel like i just i I was just the main rule in a play where i just ran a marathon or something and so if you can build your like escape habits now that are healthy, you know, whether it's like hiking or some athletic activity or reading, you know, I'd build those habits now. Cause you're going to want them later for sure. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I enjoy kind of like automating my decisions. So I have less decisions to make in a day, you know, this kind of sounds kind of dorky, but like, I don't, I don't decide what I'm going to wear. Like I got my closet, Set up and i just grab what's on the left and it's all set up to be teacher clothes and i don't make that decision um and i pretty much all of my decisions especially with like classroom management if they're supposed to be wearing safety glasses and no one's using the tools it's a decision you just have to say you're in the shop you're supposed to be wearing safety glasses you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. barber checks batman <laughs> he goes in his
0: closet, and there's like a, a superhero outfit right there.
1: <laughs> and now yeah. I, I always, I always want. I how, how do you? Yeah, God. Well, how do you feel at the end of the day, Ryan? I guess like. No, uh, how do you feel? No, I'm wrecked. I'm wrecked. It's,
0: it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's exhausting. If you're if you're not if you're not prepared, it's exhausting. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and you got to know when you're gonna win and when you're just gonna yeah you're just not gonna win today you know it's like, whatever you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I still have some losses yeah just, it's fine take a it's
0: loss good. and move on you know you got to think uh, big picture you know totally yeah so I
1: don't know I feel I, I feel like we've uh, yeah beat a beat a dead horse a little still, bit we, is we there anyone I mean, one. Got any other
0: questions or anything. No more questions. We beat the crap out of this guy. No, no, no. no, All
2: right,
0: listen, Harrison, you're more than prepared. Uh, We we will do a follow up after one year when, when when you run for the hills and you switch careers and you're like, dude. this was terrible no i'm just kidding (laughs) no i've I've, it's been amazing you're gonna it's you're gonna build some great relationships you're gonna it's 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 a cool thing you're gonna get to you your little pet projects continue with the social media because that's a great way to build a career uh, rather than job um and everyone's gonna be grateful for it because you're you're like an evolving evolving career person rather than just showing up um and uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, yep. I think you're gonna do fine. Be in touch. How do we follow you? You got like a Instagram yes. account?
2: Yeah, so I have a, an Instagram. It's uh, it's, uh Mr. De, Mr. Damico. So it's uh, but it's Mr. Underscore, D A M I C O. Um, so hopefully I post a lot more. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little timid when it comes to social media at the moment, but um yeah you're fine yeah yeah so but on that though i will say um on my so on my like page i it, it, that's what you call it for for instagram i actually have a, a link to um a professional website that i have that has like an overview of who i am my teaching philosophy a resume and then just lessons i've done units i've i ran and then there's a whole photo gallery of things i've done with students and things i've done on my own and that is a lot more. <laughs> I I do a lot more on that than I have on 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 Instagram at, at the moment, but there it's slowly working out. So you know, if you ever need to reach me, all all my content is is also on that website.
0: Nice, so, that's
1: cool. Yeah. yeah,
2: cool. Yeah. All so, right. Well, well, be sure. Go I, ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say. Go like, ahead. Um, one of the one of the big things that um you know, especially for like a New Jersey school, um. I, I I guess I'll get my little thing in there. Go ahead. Um, you
0: know,
2: SES, uh, STEM Educators Society, we do this uh, this great thing where we do a community outreach where um, we'll, we we don't mind coming out to a, a local high school or a middle school, you know, especially for the high school kids coming, talking about TCNJ, what it is to go to college, um, what tech ed is, um, or we've gone to middle schools and just done like design challenges. So as much as it helps the you know the school out you know a little bit you know it kind of helps um some of our first year or soon to be teachers you know out as well so I guess if anyone's interested in that um, they can always contact me from my um, from my website.
0: You
1: know? Nice. So,
2: cool.
1: Yeah. Cool cool.
2: Well Harris, be
0: sure to check out our good
1: Instagram story. What? Um ahead be sure God. to check out the Instagram story. I'm going to post the, uh, the advice that other teachers sent out that I couldn't pull up during the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I'll just throw our contact info out there real quick as we conclude things up. But find us at Shop Class Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Hit run up at Mr. G's Workshop. And I am jack of all learning, periods between the words. Uh, pretty much we're both on all three major social media. LinkedIn. <laughs> Nice. Harrison, thanks for doing this. Good luck,
2: man. Thank thank you so much.
1: All
0: right. And, uh, you know, yeah, stay in touch. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Shop Teacher Podcast.
1: See you guys later. See ya.
0: Okay. Bye.